Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Happy New Year. Everybody, 2023 is upon us. We are in the future. Isn't it mad that we're in that, you know, the, 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 uh, when we used to watch films when we were kids and it was all like, this was filmed in, this uh, set in 2023 or whatever it was. Now we're in, we're in that, is that film uh, with Sean Connery? I can't remember what it's called, but he's got that weird kind of yeah, uh, red bikini thing on. And uh, that was set in 2023. Can you believe that? That now we're in that futuristic place. And it's not quite the same, is it? It's not quite the same. We can't put the heating on, <laughs> and uh, we're not. We're not. We can't afford to be running around in red bikinis. It's too cold. But um, yeah, we talk about that in this episode. Actually, I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope everything was fine for you. Um, my beautiful wife Kate and I, unfortunately, came down with that dreaded lurgy that's going around. So we spent Christmas in bed which was a shame not in a good way either you know we were both coughing and spluttering all over each other got up to have Christmas dinner and then back to bed and that was it so uh, it was funny though when uh, Kate was making the dinner he's like should we have sprouts you know the, the last thing that this bonfire needs is petrol that's going on inside my body so no sprouts please we don't need to we don't need to fuel this so um, we um, yeah it was my name but you know you know what it's Christmas there'll be another one so uh, yeah, yeah I hope your Christmas was lovely I hope you got to see your family and see your loved ones and not stress too much and now we're into January where we all worry about the money we spent at Christmas <laughs> all the bills have come in and uh, so our mental health is at, is at rock bottom but again as well it's winter time too so don't forget that that makes you feel a little bit shit too because we're animals fundamentally and we really should be hibernating not having to go out in the cold to work all that shit we should be hunkered down surrounded by loved ones and food and sleeping and farting all day that's what we should be doing so don't you know don't worry it looks like everyone else is smashing it everyone's made new year's resolutions don't don't stick to them fuck them off don't worry about it you don't make it to the gym you don't make it to the gym don't worry about it all right have a sandwich put some shit telly on and put your feet up till the sun comes back up don't worry about it all right you know we could all feel like we could lose a little bit of weight don't worry be kind to yourself it's january 2023 be fine so this week's episode uh, i have my mate ross mcgrain on i've known ross many years um i remember his dad actually smashy gave me my first sort of proper gig when i started all those years ago in, in a in a gig in south end it was one of those ones it was it had a good reputation and i was always like oh, i'll get on to that gig it'd be like a step up and then one day I got the gig and it was really cool and now Ross has taken over the reins and he runs a few gigs of his own he's also a damn fine comedian in his own right and he's uh, every time I'm in Ross's company we have a really good chat so I was really keen to get him on um, he's, a, he's a top lad and uh, and yeah and I haven't spoken to him for a while so it was good to have a proper catch up with him we cover all manner of stuff um, and you'll, you'll hear that in the episode so um, you know if, if there's anything that gets said in the episode that anyone's like oh but that's what I believe we're not knocking that you can believe whatever you want alright we just we were just having a chat so anyway now I've made it sound more sinister than it is let's go on with the episode shall we so coming up in a minute is Ross McGrain Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. Ah, oh dear me. What was wrong? Oh, yeah, so my brain, my brain's... I don't know what's going on. I've got to go to the doctor. Because I've been forgetting people's names. Like, and not, like, it happens to all comedians, but just lately, it's been happening more often than not. And I did it with Al Barry before Christmas, and I've known Al Barry 20 years. Oh, God, Al Barry, yeah. Yeah, and he's the last person you want to forget... <laughs> <laughs> As he walked to the stage, because he didn't know, he just got his phone out, and started videoing it. Oh, was you, was you emceeing it? And you, yeah, you, you forgot his name, and you were bringing him on. As he was coming on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is the oh, worst mate. thing ever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, it, I'm, you, I'm terrible with my, with, with my memory as well. Mine's less of a medical thing and more of a marijuana thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've had it before where you you forget someone's name, but you only remember it right at the very last minute, and you just have yeah. to whip the crowd into such a frenzy that they can't hear you. Just go, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you find that because as a, a lot of people I know that are now, you know, marijuana is everywhere, and well, mate, especially where I live in Brighton, it's like people using it as deodorant. It's <laughs> rife. <laughs> And it's well, and everyone's because everyone, you know, it it does chill you out. But I think, like everything, if if you have too much of anything, mm. it'll affect you. It can affect you in another way. Yeah, definitely. I think like the first thing that any stoner will tell you is, oh, it's not addictive. Actually, you know, there's nothing in it that's addictive. But it totally, you know, it, it might not be chemically addictive, but you know, you definitely get addicted to the routine and you know, yeah, all that the stuff. Yeah, it's quite ritualistic as well, isn't it? But I think like. You know, for, for someone like, you know, I smoke it regularly and I'm high functioning. You know, some people smoke it and just turn into a blob or mill into the sofa like those. I've talked to Frank adverts. Oh, I yeah. think, you know, being high functional, it sounds like a positive, but it's probably more of a negative than it is because, you know, it's, it's difficult to find a reason to stop doing something when you're not, you know, the only time it's really negatively impacting you is when you're like trying to go to sleep and it's like your ass is going to burn yeah. down. <laughs> 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 yeah do you know what I've been doing that lately the last couple of nights because we were ill all over Christmas we had that horrible lurgy thing so Christmas was ruined but it, got, it gave us a chance to have a rest but what's happening last, so last night we were sat in front of the telly last two nights and I'm nodding off and I'm like oh god I can't I can't keep my eyes open <laughs> as soon as we get into bed I'm like that like, <laughs> wide awake and like for god's it's sake horrendous. Yeah, like my brain loves to go asleep when I'm driving the car or I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> handling like machinery. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I um, yeah, I think that's something else that people tend to forget as well when it comes to weed. A lot of people use it to help them sleep, but weed is actually a stimulant, not a depressant. Oh so, really? Yeah. So you know, although you might get that kind of body high and that feeling of. Um, you know wanting to just sleep it's you, your mind is actually sort of hyperactive really but it's just more focused on certain things so a lot of artists mm. use it and stuff when you're focused on how many times when you've been smoking with people and someone chucks you a lighter and you're not even looking at them you just go bang like spider-man just <laughs> catches like, something about like just focuses your brain like become a superhero <laughs> it's like limitless <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, like that superhero. <laughs> What's his special powers? I can make a bag of what's it disappear. In like <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kit Kats just dissolve yeah. around me. <laughs> <laughs> give you three theories on flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> Why it's actually actually that's not a bad idea. I think that might be might be a thing. That's that the thing, in it. If you watch too much, if you watch because you do, you go down those rabbit holes, and then you go well, and, and your brain starts to go well. There's enough people here saying all these things, and then you have to come. You have to come to and go. Nah, what are you doing? Yeah, this yeah. Is how it's, it's, it's bollocks. Of course, it's bollocks. Well, I thought, have you seen that documentary that Beyond the Curve or whatever it is on um, Netflix? Is that the one where they did that test with the light? Oh God, it's just the most, it's they so did a crazy, test, mate. It's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. You have to watch it. It's like they just prove, they spend thousands on this bit of kit and just prove themselves wrong on the thing. It's just, oh, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe we're not holding it right or something. <laughs> it's just hilarious, isn't it? But some people, I mean, people just, I don't know about flat earthers. I don't know why they go down that route. Or maybe it's another version of people wanting to feel that they're different to everybody, that they've got a special thing, maybe. See, people yeah. seem to want that at the minute. They want a thing. Do you know what I think it is with not just the flat earth thing, but a lot of like the, consp the you know, every, you've got to believe in some conspiracy theories. Otherwise you think that everybody's just telling you the truth all the time. Right. But yeah. like, I think a, a big part of it is the sense of community that they find in, in those oh, things, yeah. because it's like quite a niche thing that, you know, something that is, you're either for it or against it. Most people are against it. And if, and you know, like the left fight in the right, it's like you know neither neither one of them are making any sense. But yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think they find just friends in that sort of environment where they might be alienated or ostracised in the real world, or just haven't got anything about them. You know, some people just haven't got anything about them, have they? And that's their thing. No. That they wrap their whole identity around. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then they sit there feeling that like they're really super intelligent because they're quoting things they've read. Well, that's and, the thing, yeah. yeah. So I consider myself left-wing and liberal and everything, but I think, like, you know, when it's too far the other way, there's this kind of holier-than-thou yeah. attitude on the left that just turns people off immediately that are in the centre. It's like, you know, if you feel like it, you either do it this way or you think this way, or you are, uh, you know, a far-right fascist. It's like, hold on a minute, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, maybe Brexit's all right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I think you know, oh, for, radical anything yeah. is bad, isn't it? You know, radical anything is bad. Yeah, but it's like on all sides, like we're talking about people like flat earthers quoting, sitting around quoting things they've read, and feeling like they're super intelligent because there's big words in there, and you know, mm. and and they'll mention Nietzsche or whoever, whoever else, some other philosopher. Yeah. Um, but then you got the you know, you got the academics, the actual academics and they're doing the same thing they're just quoting bits and bobs from books they've read yeah and yeah you know and it's a it's a similar sort of thing and you go well you're, yeah it's very it's good you've got obviously got a good mind for remembering stuff mm. you know and being able to quote it back and understand it i guess but i don't know it doesn't make it better than anyone I honestly think that just just being in some kind of conflict or having to solve some kind of problem is just a part of who we are. And I think, like you know, it's it's more about the the fight than it is about winning. Do you know what I mean? With it, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, I just think that they'll just go on and on and on until they're dead. You know, I think like you, <laughs> you just you can't because you can't argue with. It's like it's like religion, isn't it? It's like if you said. You say to a, a Christian who thinks God created the earth, and you say, well, you know, that's that's magic, that's ridiculous, look at evolution. It's like, yeah, but that's just a theory, you can't prove that either. And it's like, well, fair enough. And you'll just go around in circles forever. Yeah. And it's like a conspiracy theory. You'll say to a conspiracy theorist or a flat earther, you know, look at all the literature, the science, and I'll go, yeah, but they're all lying to you. And you'll go, well, fucking, I can't argue with that thing. <laughs> you know, and it's like, do, do they actually want, you know, to win the argument or... <laughs> Do they just enjoy the fight? <laughs> yeah, they enjoy the fight. Sorry, it's Kate sneaking out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless her. Um, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it is. It's the enjoyment of the battle. It's the, it's mm. the, it's that's what they want to do. They want to get involved with each other and just like I'm right, yeah, no, I'm right. I'm, I, I, I went go, for a phase of it. Like well, I was at this horrible, shitty job where like you know i was working in a factory and it was just everything was gray the walls were gray the floor was gray the people that worked there were gray it was just gray and i was just sitting at the computer board 
and just like arguing with gammons on Facebook. You know mm. what I mean? And it's like you, no one in the history of social media has had an argument with someone on Facebook, had the reply and gone, do you know what, you got a point. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just never happened, does it? And, and I found that I would get so like, embroiled in just wanting to be right and wanting to win and because I'm sort of like arguing from the left I feel like I'm coming from a more righteous place do you know what I mean and I see I see some of it come up in like memories and stuff and I just cringe my fucking face off mate I'm just like (laughs) because it's just such a waste of energy and I think I don't know whether it's because as I'm getting older I'm getting more stoic or whatever but I just think like you know you've only got so much energy to give and like actually giving negative energy put in like all that effort it, it, that takes up so much more energy than just not giving a fuck about that what yeah. difference does it make you can't change it and I know that you know you'll have people that say well if everyone thought like you would never change anything it's like yeah well fair enough but this is my journey <laughs> and I don't care <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like having conversations with people talk about different beliefs because then I, I want to know I want to know where it comes from. Like, where where does that come from? Then, why do you believe that? Then, what happened? Like, my ex, uh, my ex wife, who was brought up a Jehovah's Witness, and I remember talking to her about evolution, and her her opinions on you know, like again, it was like she was very much a creationist, you know. And you go, well, all right, fair enough. And, and where does that come from? We had a really really good chat about it, and mm. I'm like, I mean, I still went, I don't think that's right, but that's. Mm. Only because, like, again, she go, yeah, you can't prove what you can't prove your side of it. I'm like, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. And you go, all right, but it's a nice. I like to have the chat though. Yeah, no, of course, I I find it really interesting. You know, I think it's. um, I went to a Church of England primary school, not because our family were religious, but just because it was a good school. Do you know what I mean? But it's like there was all we were at church every Wednesday and whatever else, and it was like. It just felt for me like, you know, I believed in God and all that lot when I was in primary school because I was just having it shoved down my throat. Yeah, same, expression. same. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like Father Christmas, you know, which is kind of like yeah. this mythical character to make kids behave themselves, it kind of feels like that's what the core principles of Christianity is as well, you know, or any religion. It's like, yeah. you know, look, be good to everyone. But so eventually you get older and you realise... Oh, okay. That's just a thing you told me to be a good person, and it's good morals yeah, yeah, and yeah. principles. But you know, you're trying to you're, when you're like trying to argue the point with someone who's not just believed it their whole life, but their family believes it, their parents' parents believe it. It's like you're, the defense the defense mechanisms come up so quickly that they're not a lot of them will never be open minded to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there may be, I'm probably closed minded the other way as well because I just think <laughs> it's all nonsense. I've got to a point now where I'm kind of because so many mad things have happened over the last couple of years, and there's things like because of global warming, things are starting to thaw out. So there's now they're finding like bones of things and all sorts of weird and wonderful creatures. Now I'm getting to a point. I'm like, do you know what? I'm pretty. I'm quite open-minded to all of it now. Mm. Do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if if the fella from upstairs came down and went. Do you know what? I've I've been around this whole time. I've seen yeah. what's been going on. I, now I'm like, yeah, I've I've got to step in. I've got to yeah, take yeah. care of business. <laughs> I'd be buggered, mate, if that happened. But I'm just like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, you know, when you think about it, like the stuff that, like stuff like that, like people just like discovering these like ancient bones and artifacts and like the technology that's, that's that we've created that enables us to be able to date those bones and tell us how yeah. old they are. You know, all that stuff is so incredible and right in front of us that why do we need to believe that it was like magic that done it why, why that to me just like this yeah. is probably one of the wankiest things I've ever said anywhere but looking up when you get like a clear night it's just all stars like we're stoner remember right yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. like you look up to that and it's just like knowing as, as an atheist knowing that I'm in space I'm on a rock these are planets these are stars or whatever you know it's like that's enough for me like well I don't need yeah I don't need anything else. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. Actually, that that is it. I've done that myself. I've been sat there going right. So we are just sort of a chemical reaction. The whole thing, everything, is mm. just a chemical reaction. And then, and then you're like, yeah, that, oh, that makes sense. And you know, yeah. It's, what makes me laugh is when they go, well, Jesus and and uh, and God and all that business was around at this point. And then 
but these bones are from like four billion years before that. And yeah. You go, well, yeah. how did he do that then? And why would he? Why would he do that then? <laughs> no mention of dinosaurs in the Bible. Not not a, not a shit no, thing. No. <laughs> That'd be on page one, mate, wouldn't it? <laughs> on day, was, yeah. day six, God invented the sky. On day seven, he invented these massive fucking monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, oh shit, I've got a bit. This yeah. wing's strong. <laughs> Yeah, just where's the uh, teeth? Where's, just, yeah, the... yeah, yeah, just thousands <laughs> of teeth in one mouth. And, uh, <laughs> that's where Rob Beckett comes from. <laughs> um, I read a thing the other day, and it said um, it's, it was saying that um, uh, dinosaurs were on the planet for so long that that they they found fossils of themselves, like they were fossils back then. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it's just mind blowing, isn't it? Honestly. I just yeah. you listen to like that Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever on Joe Rogan and it'll just like you'll come away a new man at the end of it <laughs> <laughs> or a broken man I don't know but it's um, yeah it's just fascinating mate all that stuff yeah I think it's just you know just just don't take any of it just what look at it take what take the bits you like you know don't don't make it your personality I don't think that that sort of it's like we you know when if you believe if you believe the Earth is flat and it's the only planet that's flat, the rest are all round. But for some reason, this yeah. one's a disc. <laughs> yeah, do you know what my argument is? I, one of my, a friend of a friend is was like a massive flat earther, and um, he, my mate brought him round, you know, to to a night out that we were at once. And when it came out, one of my other friends who you've met as well is a dealer of taxidermy, and he's like, yeah, you know, I know him, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, got he's got the bachelor in bachelor with honours in um, zoology or whatever. He's been on expeditions to uh, Madagascar. He's found a new species of cockroach. So he's like a very clued up wow. guy and very into evolution and, and all that sort of stuff. And when uh, yeah, the guy come out with like the flat Earth thing, just watching them two go at it, mate, was fucking amazing. <laughs> like J- Jamie, Jamie, like his face, like the tech was like, "Are you, are you joking? Are you joking?" But like I, my argument always was like, "So what? Like, okay, so it is. What? So what? Yeah. Why do they care so much?" <laughs> But what, it's that and it's, what difference yeah. does it make? <laughs> well, then we said like those guys who did the documentary, and they want to be the ones to prove yeah. that it, like it's that like because they want. I suppose they want their place in history. They want to be. It's that thing of uh, you know they want to be remembered as the ones. Ah, oh, we were the yeah, ones yeah. that discovered it. It was and you go. You're looking at this through three bin lids and a comb. <laughs> People that have gone out into the universe, like they've got billions of dollars, billions yeah. of pounds of of you know equipment and stuff, and you're sitting there with two bean bean cans and a bit of string, and you're like, like yeah, that's that's what it is no. though. It's the it's the it's they found a group, they found their people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just that's what we want more than anything, I think, isn't it? It's to find a group of people that we feel like are our friends or, or give us some sort of meaning. You know, we're all, yeah. that's all, all we're all searching for. You know, we've got comedy and that. Some people have got music. Or whatever else, but you know, some people have got this flat Earth thing. It's like you know, yeah, and it's all crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're all fucking look, mental, mate. We are. If you look yeah. at comedy, yeah, I mean, we were watching. Um, what were we watching last night? We Sorry, watching... that's my coffee machine doing a cleaning cycle. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's that? <laughs> oh, I've changed, mate. And I let's be honest, mate. Who are you? <laughs> that will stop shutting up. Yeah, I mean, how big is it? Do you work in a calf? Is oh, mate, it a big one? It's, it's about it's about that big. Yeah, it's like a, a bean to cup thing. It's the single best purchase I've ever made. <laughs> you know, it was two hundred and fifty quid, but I use it five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> that was something else I read the other day. This is the thing. I read clips. I don't read whole bits. I read like yeah. a couple of sentences on Twitter or something like that. <laughs> and then it said um, that coffee doesn't actually it doesn't actually wake you up it like shuts off the receptors it shuts off all the things that make you go make your brain go feel that you're tired yeah and i was like what the fuck yeah it's coffee's the maddest thing ever really because it's like it is a drug caffeine and it's like yes yeah. and, and it is so addictive but just because it's just legal and you can just go and buy it at, you know every other shop is a coffee shop we just don't think about it but like you know i wake up i am a just a different person in the morning i know it's cliche but like until I've had that coffee, I think because I like strong coffee as well. I just, I, yeah, I'm just an absolute piece of shit. But you know, even again as I get older, if I have a coffee after fucking two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm up till three o'clock. Oh in the really? Morning. 
thinking about refugees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't watch. I've had to stop watching the news because it, yeah, it. Oh God, no! I don't watch that. I feel so helpless. I can't do. I can't do anything about it. What do you want me to do? Yeah, again, it's um. Again, it sounds so selfish to even say it out loud, but I just think like in, since I've reached my mid thirties, I'm just very much like I just focus on what's right in front of me right now and just you know, mm. and not worry about any stuff I can't change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all you can do. That's all yeah. you can do is make sure your little bit. I've said this loads of times on here. Make sure your little bit is taken care of. Make sure everyone around you, you know, you're decent to the folks around you. That's all you can do. You can't. Well, especially doing what we do for work, mate. Is like it's the, we've got no stability, so it's not like a case of you know go and do the job nine to five, come home, you know, think about all this stuff and then go to bed. It's like if 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 we're like if we don't put ninety nine point nine percent of our energy into our work then we don't work and then we can't pay bills and it's like yeah, you know, it can get yeah. quite intense like that sometimes I think um, yeah absolutely I, I definitely have got it like you know I think that's obviously deep down the reason why I smoke puff is because my brain's just constantly going and just that seems to be like this buffer between the real world and, and my brain <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I just uh, I just yeah I find I can, I, very easily I can get like into spirals thinking about all this negative shit and then that that once I put myself into a negative mindset, even if it's about something totally meaningless, like a argument on Facebook or whatever, like that would that might I would then just spiral into all the other stuff in my life that is more important. Actually, yeah. would then start making that that all starts piling on. You know, I think like you know, it's, again, it. Although I don't believe in, I'm not necessarily a spiritual person or whatever. You know, I do believe in science and I do believe in energy and all that. And I do, mm. you know, I had a lot of people in my life, grew up on a council estate, went to like, you know, scored a bit of a toe rag with my mates and whatever else. And, you know, I still see them, I love all these, th- th- those people uh, to death. But, you know, that they're very negative people to be around, you know. And it's like I had to sort of take all of those people out of my life because yeah. I think I'm just a bit of an energy sponge for it and... You know, someone will come. You know, you know the people who are just like their whole identity is just being pissed off and upset about something. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how you doing, mate? It's like, oh well, yeah, this has happened and that has happened, and you know, and before you know it, you're like, oh fucking hell, yeah, actually, I feel a bit shit as well because <laughs> you yeah. come away from it, you just feel drained. <laughs> but like, you know, I think I think we're quite lucky in that respect because we do comedy. We found something like an art mm. form that's a little bit more. Yeah. Because I think like you're either a creative mentality or, or you're just a or you're not or you're like a it's a spectrum or whatever. But you know, you, comedians get you in a way that your old schoolmates just wouldn't. You know, I met up with a couple of them before. Oh, and it's got like, you, yeah. You know the things that they find funny, the kind of laddie sort of WhatsApp chat, the hack bullshit. You know that they laugh at, and you're sort of like laughing along, going, "Oh yeah." yeah. And then like, and then you'll make a quip. That is like fucking razor sharp. You've just like smashed it, and it just goes over all their heads, and you're just like, okay. You're not... <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, guys, but that actually deserved a lot more than you gave. Me. <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. Someone's in reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Like you, it goes back to what you were saying just now about fight. People find their tribe, if you like, or their their group, and that's why youth cultures down the ages, like you know, skinheads, mods, goth whatever you're into like emo whatever that's yeah that's that that's why those things became so big and so important is because people found their people yeah you know people are thinking a lot you know on the same sort of level yeah i think people's worth was kind of defined by their the people that they hung around with you know it's like it's something that you just learn in school at such a young age and i don't think it ever leaves you you know, I still think, like, subconsciously I categorise people by what social, where they would have been on the social hierarchy in school, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he would have been one of the populaires, do you know what I mean? I mean, that's just because I'm fucking mental, but I just, it's it's just something that, you know, when, you, if you think, especially in our country, where, like, we, we send them off to school so super young and then they're in there, you know, all day and it's like, that's where you kind of learn how to be a human. You know, there's only so much yeah. the parents can teach you, but you really learn what life's about when you get on the school playground. And if you're unfortunate enough to not kind of find a tribe, as you said, then you know you're gonna have it. You're gonna have it tough, mate. And that, and that, yeah. that you're gonna have it tough in school. But that's gonna stay with you that trauma all the way through life. And a lot of people don't fucking turn it around, mate. I mean, you know how it goes. Some people go fully yeah. the other way. I've got mates that have done. Both. I've got mates that have had you know terrible 
backgrounds, upbringings, and you know, been very unfortunate or whatever. Um, some of them have, most of them have gone south and gone worse, and prison and God knows what else. Some of them have gone totally the other way, and you know, a multi-millionaire businessman, you know. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it's tough if you don't find. I think it's it, a lot depends, particularly when you're young, is, is finding a tribe, and I think I guess that stays with you all the way through, you know. So that's where things like these online communities, because we're, you know, you can find your people pretty fucking quick, no matter what weird shit you're into, mate. The internet, yeah, there'll true. be a forum for, for whatever it is you're into. <laughs> the weird shit you're into. <laughs> exactly, you know. Trust me, trust me, it's there. <laughs> I, um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's funny... When I yeah, going, cause, because you're at school in your formative years, it does stay with you. Like the the being brought up to believe that God, you know, God was a thing and Jesus was real and all this stuff, and it and it does stay with you. You do even though, like I've just like I just said to you, it's part of me sometimes goes, oh maybe I'm open minded to anything, you know, just in, yeah, not just in case, but any any mad shit could happen, yeah, right? Yeah. But that's because of school. It is because of school because you brought up that way, you know, you brought up believing in God. Fear God, you know. If you're not a yeah. good person, you'll go to you'll go to hell and all that sort of shit. Well, if you when you really break it down, like when you as you grow up, you just gradually find out that everything you've been told is a fucking lie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. you know how do, how do you how does anyone deal with that? You know, I think I've obviously got a daughter now; she's seven years old, and it's only you only really start looking at you know your own life and your own upbringing when you're looking at it through the eyes of your kid and like, you know, you, you want, you want to give them the best start, the best morals and principles. You think about what you would have liked to see more from your upbringing. You think, right, well, I'm going to give more to that. But like, I, you know, what is the answer? Cause ultimately she's, you know, they all, you grow up as a fucking optimist, mate. Don't you? It's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have some sweets. Yeah. Let's go to the park. And then all of a sudden you leave school. Right, real world now, let's get a job. And it's like, oh, this is fucking shit. <laughs> Depression, Xanax, three bottles of wine, death. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they don't, because the thing is with school, it doesn't teach you about life. It teaches you, like, uh, again, I, I read something somewhere and they were saying that um, school is really about, it's like a sorting office where it sorts out who's mm. going to be the ones that are going to benefit the you know the capitalist world that we live in hmm. and who's going to be the ones that are going to be you know like mickey flanagan said carrying the boxes to the van <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> yeah well and i think uh, yeah. and uh, you know this might sound a little bit conspiracy theory nut but like i i honestly think it's just a way of in, getting people into the system it's just a machine mate the whole world is a machine and it's like yeah. that out, particularly in this country i think like the school system is just set up in such a way that it's just conditioning people to like you know get in at this time lunch at this time finish work here you know like other cultures even france you know they don't go to school till they're seven and it's like i never really gave it any thought until i had my own kid and it was like when i was sending lexi off to school and her first like she just did not look young enough old enough to be in that mm. fucking uniform it's like she should be playing in and yeah. messing about and so yeah i also used to teach like kids that were on the brink of expulsion or had already been expelled like re-engagement courses and stuff and um it was through like this uh, radio station i was working for and we were like teaching these kids maths and english and stuff but also like that uh, dangling the carrot of radio to sort of get them interested mm. and it sort of like showed me really it's like you know we say this is how we're going to teach every kid in the country but not not every kid learns that way so, no. you know, if you don't learn that way, whether it be through ADHD or just not being, you know, I don't, I don't think I've got ADHD or anything like that, but I was just, I felt I was a creative, not an academic. So when you're telling me yeah, to like, sit down and put my head down and write, I'm just like, it's gone, mate. But, you know, drama yeah. and all this other more expressive stuff. Um, so I think you know, we say, you know, this is a blanket way we're going to teach everyone. When people don't learn that way, they become disruptive and distract other students and then that sort of becomes into more then they get told that they're misbehaving and then those behavioural problems start spiralling and then without them even thinking about it they're just like well do you know what fuck you then I'm just going to you know you think I'm this I'll be this and then they become yeah. that but when we get them in there and we're like in jeans and a t-shirt and we'll swear and you know talk to them like humans and we're not a suit towering over them and we're like you know we, we had like a 98 point five percent pass rate out of all the kids we had <clears throat> yeah right and it's just through the different uh, approach you know 
but I don't know what the answer is. You know, more funding yeah. and, and and you know, I guess. But I don't know. But it's it's that they'll, they'll it's funny how government finds the money to to invest in the things that benefits them. Yeah, this is again because yeah. conspiracy theories you could get into, but exactly just how right. it seems, it's like suddenly they find money. You know, like when when so when COVID was happening and there were, we were talking about the arts and everyone, you know, because the art, you know, because we all, you know, gigs and you know, musicians and comed- comedians and everyone in that kind of in that world, we lost all of our work, mm. and then it was seen as not important that we had that those jobs existed. Yeah. You go, well, no, you still need entertaining. That's why you pay us. Oh my god! And yeah, then that's... and then they were like, oh, there's no money, there's no money. But then they found fucking millions for the Royal Ballet. <laughs> and you go, oh, well, don't. <laughs> well, you know, I remember when, um, you know, Corbyn was uh, in the running and, you know, he, he published his manifesto and it was like £83 billion or something, but it was like, you know, giving free university education, loads of funding to the NHS and all these these great things. And they just, the, all the Tories were just pissing themselves, well, where's this magic money tree? You know, that money doesn't, yeah. oh, where are you going to find that? You know, £80 billion. And then COVID happened and they're like, well, let's just fucking pay everyone full salary for for, for yeah. just for a whole year we're just going to give everyone all this money we're going to buy all this PPE that we're going to end up fucking spending millions of pounds to burn because it's all the wrong PPE and and you know it's like it, although they're, they're all fucking liars mate aren't they let's be yeah. honest they're just lying pieces of shit that are in it for their own <laughs> fucking gain and uh, this is why I don't get wrapped up in it anymore it gets on my tits <laughs> you know I feel like I know that you even mentioned Corbyn and half the people are like oh you're fucking lefty weirdo but it's like he for me was just the last opportunity we had of having someone that genuinely gave a shit for whatever you think of him you know for whatever reason yeah. um, and that's just my personal experience the rest of it just feels like you know it's, it's, it's almost so obvious that they're taking a piss that you can't even call it a conspiracy theory can you no it's just so it's just obvious this. They're actually standing there going, we are taking the piss. Yeah, exactly. Just tell us. about it. <laughs> Next slide, please. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing, like you've, you've, you've hit the nail on the head again by not by, by coming away from it, not looking at it. That's the only way, that's the only way I can, can keep my marbles in my mm. head. Because I got, I get too into it. I, and I'm, you know, I can't, I, I can't do anything about it. So I get frustrated, but that's what they want. They want you to look at the news and go, oh, look at this. See, look at you in your in your, your privileged little house. Well, this is happening. You go, yeah, it's happening because of you. You lot yeah. fucked it. I didn't but, fuck it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to work out if I can afford to put the heating on for a, for half an hour. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, and <laughs> they, they just, most people are just so, you know, you're so conditioned by it that you just accept it, you know. It's, it's mad. Like, what was the, uh, my, my lap, when I was <laughs> we had uh, our fences blew out in one of the storms, right? Well, we rent. So I called up the estate agents and said, oh, yeah, we need to get our fences replaced. And she was like, yeah, all right, well, we'll look into it. And then a week goes by, nothing. I've got a big hole in my garden, ring them up again. And she's like, oh, you know, the um, the issue is lots of the landlords, the landlord has a portfolio of properties and um, lots of the fences have blown out and, and everyone's disputing that, that, that they own the fence, all the neighbours are disputing it. And I just thought, you know, you're a poor landlord. And I'm just like, my poor multi-millionaire <laughs> portfolio holding fucking landlord are you joking mate I'm a comedian <laughs> I've just come out of a pandemic I've had fucking three gigs pull this week and I've got no yeah. fences there was another dog in my garden yesterday <laughs> my poor landlord is he sitting he's looking at his portfolio in his in his lounge chair fucking in some God. hot country somewhere mate they turned up at, um, at my house and was like like uh, out of the blue and was like looking over the fence like my neighbour's fence he's got he's got cameras up because he's got a car and whatever and he um, yeah they're like they just turned up they're like an older couple and they just sort of turned up and they're trying to eye up the fences to see what's what just to mad. <laughs> he was like do you know who these people are they're my oh. poor landlords <laughs> <laughs> as they helicoptered in <laughs> get Rossi's fences yeah, I've got but to that's the well. eat the rich on the wall when it's time But that's the thing as well, renting is becoming practically impossible. It's like they, what, it, it, this, you go like, well, we can't afford, no, we can't afford to buy a house. Many people have to rent. Many people prefer to rent because it's just easier mm. than owning your own property or cheaper. And But now rents are going sky high. You're looked at, you're looked at, you're looked at differently if you rent. People go, oh, you rent, do you? You don't own your own property. Yeah, you know? it's true, yeah. 
that doesn't make me a scumbag. That just no, I'm means... probably paying more a month than you are, mate. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's the thing like... as well. They go, yeah. when they go, oh yeah, you can't, you can't, we can't give you a mortgage. You can't afford because you can't. You can't. We doesn't. We don't know if you can keep up the payments. That is one you of the what? biggest fucking cons yeah, in this country. That is <laughs> honestly the fact that I, I moved out at eighteen, and I've been paying best part of a thousand pound a month or more. I'm thirty five now. You know. Yeah. And th- that money's just gone. There's no like. It doesn't mean anything. You know, my credit yeah. rating's actually shot to pieces. They'll tell me that I can't afford uh, a four hundred and seventy pound a month mortgage. But I've been paying eleven pound, eleven hundred pound a month for the last fifteen years. <laughs> Never missed yeah, a payment, yeah, yeah. always on time. No. Mate, I've got one of their Monzo accounts now, and fuck me, it tells you the running total of what you've paid people, and it is one of the worst features I've ever seen. <laughs> you don't need that in your life, mate. You don't need it. Every oh. month I watch the rent come in, it's like yeah, forty six grand or something. I've given them, and it's just like oh god, it tallies it up. Yeah, mate, it, that and like Just Eat as well at the pub, and it's yeah. like fucking no, mate, stop. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? It's that it, they go, oh yeah, we it, we don't know if you can keep up the payments, don't it? You go, well, uh, you know what I had to do to get this flat? I had to yeah. buy, I had to get, I had to get um, three months rent in advance. I had to get the deposit. I had to prove that I was yeah. earning. I had to, and that's how we got the flat. Mate, I remember when we moved in here, we had to like, you know, you fill, you get like that much paperwork you have to fill out, don't you, to to rent a place. And they've given us all. Given us all. We took it away. We've done it. It was all the contracts, tenancy agreement, all these bits and pieces. Filled it all out. Signed all the pages they needed. Took it back. I put it in the envelope. Took it back, and we had to pay them two hundred and eighty quid for that admin. Like she just took it off me and put Whoa. it in a pigeonhole. And it was like the admin fee was two like two hundred and eighty quid, three hundred pound. And they abolished it recently, but. Now all our rents are just going up. You know, it's like, I remember Holly yeah. saying, you know, that's good that they've done that. You know, if we look at moving out now, it'll be a lot easier for us to move out. And I was like, yeah, but we're, we're going to pay for it anyway. You don't think the yeah. landlords are going to swallow that cost, mate, do you? Like the people that have got the money. No, it gets it's like, you know, around. Exactly. As soon as you, you take away that fee there, then they just they just slowly... Mate, literally during the lockdown, they they, they wouldn't put my rent up by uh, 50 quid a month. And I just rang them and was just like, are you fucking joking? Are you having yeah. a laugh? You know, and to their credit, they were like, all right, well, let's leave it. And they left it another... I think a year, but then they've, you know, they've put it up recently. It's like this, this, with this place. And she, she said, oh, well, we've got to put the rent up. We've got to put the rent up in line with inflation. <laughs> <You're> going, <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't yeah. even know what inflation is. Yeah. No one does. <laughs> exactly. What do you mean? Inflation. <laughs> I'm going to put it down because of deflation. <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> deflated by all your bullshit. So let's put the rent down. I'm going to give you less money. And then they wonder why. People's mental health is, you know, at rock bottom. They, they, yeah. they're genuinely surprised. They go, "Well, this is happening." That's how suicide rates are on uh, rising again. Mm. And this is, and you're like, "Yeah, of course yeah. it is," because you know, it doesn't look like there's anything good happening at the minute. I felt, the, you know, that's why, that's you know, that's why I've, nurses are on strike. That's why train drivers are on strike. That's why yeah. people have had enough. And now exactly, we want, yeah. you, you know, it's that's what it's just mental yeah I felt the pressure to you know buy a house and my missus you know she wants us to buy buy a house I'd love to buy a house at some point but it's like you know you just I think there's generations now that would just just feel so hopeless by the whole situation it's like you know with the way everything's costing as well it's like you know I think like like my name was like you should have bought a house should have bought a house and it was like I remember thinking like you know you paid 20 grand for your house you know yeah. and that and that was like twice your salary or two or three or four times your salary or whatever you know for me to buy a house i need a deposit that's on it i need a mortgage that's like fucking 30 times what the average salary yeah. is for for a person here it's just you know it's not impossible unless yeah. i make it big somehow <laughs> get, get that sweet <laughs> sweet tour money you know <laughs> that insane in the membrane money you know what i'm saying this is it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely rolling it over <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm wearing a hat because I ain't got the heating on. <laughs> I should be wearing your hat. It matches my wall. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> We're in deep, well, this deep, is it. deep Essex today, mate. This is even the walls are orange. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely, it's lovely shade. Isn't it? It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, Valencia. Yeah, if your... you're interested, <laughs> <laughs> these four women stood behind you, and we can't see them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essex suntans. Um, that's the other thing as well with Essex. It gets a bad rap, but having lived there. I realise now it's not. It's not. It gets a bad rap. It's really actually. It's a pretty mm. cool place. There's some very I cool love places. It, mate. In you know, obviously yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in my life. It. 
but I think like you know doing doing comedy you go all over the country and you know audiences are different depending on where you go um but like Essex is like they're always like the right side of rowdy do you know what I mean mm. I've had some of the most enjoyable gigs I've ever done have been here yeah you know I think like you get those gigs elsewhere um and I'm pro- I'm not nowhere near as well travelled as you are with it but like I'd, I'd definitely say I know that a lot of comics coming out into Essex, like they'll see some of the rooms down here and just be, oh fucking hell, this is going to be like carnage, and it, you know, and it can be carnage, but it always seems yeah. to be that like they're the right. I think like I was talking to someone about it. It was Mike Shear I was talking to about it the other week, and um, we were like comparing Essex audiences with Kent audiences, and it's like I feel like you know we're literally around the corner from each other, but like Kent don't like having the piss taken out of them as much as people from Essex. Like people, people from Essex actually welcome it almost. They're like, mm. you know, they'll, they'll be a bit bullshit that, but it's like, you'll take the piss out of it. Like, yeah, ah, fucking yeah, you're right. We are twats. But like Kent's just a little bit too close to London. So they're like, you know, they, 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 they rather have you take the piss out of yourself rather than taking the piss out of them. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. And yeah, people in Kent are, I mean, anyone from Kent listening to this, you know, I'm from Kent. So, yeah, I get it. All right, but yeah, yeah there is an element of what well, did you what did you fucking say? Yeah. You know, like, no, I'm just having a laugh. Yeah. Why? Why are you saying yeah, it's not? It's not even a snobbery. It's like it's just yeah, certain thing. I, I notice it with them seeing you know someone will shout something out or whatever, or, or you'll have an interaction with someone and they'll try and be a little bit clever. And like you know, in in Essex, right, the Alex, you know, my gig every Sunday, you, I'll just like parry it something like you know, just mug them off a little bit or whatever, and that will always get you know, 20, 30% more at a gig in Essex than what it would, generally speaking, at a gig in Kenya. Yeah. I'm obviously generalising. Yeah. Is this oh, xenophobia? I don't know. <laughs> no, we're dealing in stereotypes. <laughs> it's regional, it's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's true. And I know having gigged, you know, being from Kent, having gigged in Kent, there is an element of, they're all right when they're chipping in, but as soon as you give it back, that's when mm. they go, Oh, no, that's a, no, that's a bit strong, mate. I'm not having yeah. that. You go, you started it. I didn't even know you did until you piped up in the dark, you dickhead. <laughs> and, and now I'm the arsehole. It's just, it, yeah, and Tunbridge Wells are a whole species of their own, aren't they? <laughs> well, this is it. Now, producer Paul. You're from, from Tunbridge Wells? That's uh, well, exactly where the Tumbridge studio Wells is right, right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the master recording is being made. <laughs> that's because you've yeah, got so the money to pay careful. for all the equipment. That's yeah, why. Still on it. Be very, be very careful what you say because Paul's in charge of the edit. Uh, so. Paul's too hot, if anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Burning poor people as we speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is yes, Tunbridge Wells gets a bad rep. I don't know. I think I've got a bit of a bad taste in my mouth because I've done a couple of gigs before Christmas um, in Royal, Royal Tunbridge Wells that were just oh, they fucking hated me so much. So I think really? I'm just coming out of it like yeah. See, this is the thing. Isn't it? It's a funny one because we do a we do a gig at the Sussex Arms in Tunbridge Wells yeah. monthly gig, and every time it's fucking brilliant. No, Whether that's the clientele of the pub, mm. maybe. It's, I don't know. No, actually, because they're quite a mixed bunch. They're actually quite a mixed bunch. There's some, you know, some typically Tunbridge Wells types, and there's some, some other like rock types that frequent the pub because it's part of the mm. forum. So there's that there's that kind of gig, that sort of music gig element to it, and it's a good mix of people, and they're always brilliant and they're always up for it. So having I've experienced the other side of it. I think Whereas, I think you know yeah. venues have got so much to do to do with it. You know I think it's like this gig. This is it was twice at the same gig. This place. So like I went back for like you know just to get that retribution. And I just didn't get mm. it. Um, turns out they hate you more the second time, which is weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> do again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but this was in like a like a very sort of posh. Uh, you know, it, I want It looks like a pub, but it's not a pub. It's like you know they do mm. a Sunday roast, but it's like a six course taster menu, and it's. The wine pairing's 118 quid, you know. Yeah, so it's like yeah. it's very, it's just a very upmarket, like the kind of place. And they were just, um, I think I was just a little bit too rough around the edges for them, Rich. You know, what I mean, I think they come in, smelt the weed, saw the little man bag. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh no, hold on to the MacBook, darling. This uh... Uh, we have a dealer in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this is the thing with I, I've noticed with you. Like we've known each other a while. And well, many years actually, long many time. Years, yeah. I've seen, I've watched you grow up, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And um, it's it's um, it's funny. You do the same thing that I do. If I'm nervous, I'll go into I'll it, my I get really working class and really and I swear too much. Oh mate, yeah. And especially when I'm in an environment like that, if I really feel like I'm on the back foot, subconsciously it all starts to pour out of me and I'm like, you fucking what? You fuck? And I'm like, I don't yeah. even speak like that in real life. Like, no, why no. am I doing that now? Like, you're the same. Like, you, like we've had this conversation yeah. today. And yeah, we know we've got our accents, but it doesn't, when you listen to what we're saying, you can hear that we're, we're not stupid. We're not, we've actually, you know, we've read things and we, yeah, we've been taking a piss and saying, oh, we don't read this, we don't do that. But we do read and we do understand. And, that, yeah. and that's what's coming across here. But yeah, in those environments, we do sound like oiks. Yeah, you do it. You've seen it, me do it. It's an we absolute nightmare. It is. It's like that is my biggest bugbear, and the thing that I've tried to change the most through my stand-up career is to like swear less. You know, be more accessible. Yeah. Just don't. You know, do. but like you say, yeah, the more nervous. The amount of times I've done a great gig and I've recorded it, and I'm just like, oh, this is going to be wicked. I'm going to chop this up. I'm going to send this to this person. I'm going to put that on Facebook and. And then I get home and watch it, and I've said fuck five times in the first ten <laughs> seconds, you know. And it's like it's just totally un- your whole thing's unusable. I paid someone money to like, get me a really decent. I did, I did a gig at a James Beatty's gig in Braintree. Yeah. It's uh, one of my favourite gigs. Lovely, like rammed, sold out room. Looks beautiful, big theatre like stage behind us. Uh, really good quality footage. But I did just fucking one too many. Guinnesses before I went on. Oh yeah. And there was this cocky geezer that was like at his feet on stage. For like the whole first act, I was going, I was going on the middle. Uh, Jerry Kay opened, and uh, yeah, I just walked on and like I, I meant to sort of like jovially kind of parrot like you know, are oh, you in showbiz are you mate? And it, but, uh, which I said to him, you know, and he was like, no, and I was like, well, get your fucking feet off my stage. <laughs> this is my fucking <laughs> office now. I don't turn up at Greg's and put my feet on a counter, dickhead, do I? And like I watched it at the time, you know, people laughed, and at the time I was like, oh yeah, that was great, you know, it's gonna look great. And then I watched it back and I was like, oh god, yeah, it was like that was way too much. This poor bastard's just flown his legs off like the fucking up like the can can <laughs> but you know it was like part of it was nerves part of it was knowing i was filming it part of it and then and then you know having a too many you know get, getting fucking pissed it's just an, an yeah. idiot decision you know but you pay for an education and it cost me the cost of that video to, <laughs> to learn not to do that again until the next but time. it's yeah i think that's it i think it's that that whole you know, having having had people on here that have been that have been to you know they've been to private school, and when you talk to them, yeah, all right, they they they're a little bit more educated, but they're not. They still have the same. They still have the same problems that everybody else has. Yeah. You know, in fact, in fact, they've got they've got their own set of problems they've had to deal with. They, you know, they got sent away when they were six years old, so they had to deal with that. The fact that. Yeah when you're at that such a young age and you need your parents around and they just got sent off. So straight away, you've got that scar to deal with where you're like, oh, my parents didn't want me around. Like, okay, well, how, how do I deal with that? And that's, I think, I think it doesn't matter what, the thing is, it doesn't, this is what I've learned from traveling the world. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter about your background. We are all fundamentally the same and we've all yeah. got problems. The only people that don't seem to worry about it are the psychopaths. Yeah, you know, or the sociopaths that just yeah. they exist on another level where that, none of that stuff bothers them. You know, they just. I think it goes back to what I was saying at, at the beginning. Like, I think we just intrinsically need problems to solve. We need to be solving yeah. problems all the time. You know, it's like you could say if, if money's your issue and you're always struggling or whatever, you could say, "Oh my god, I just wish I fucking won the lottery." That'd solve everything, but you know, it wouldn't. You'd bet your bollocks you'd win that lottery and then you'd have different problems, you know. But, yeah. like, you know, we just intrinsically need to be constantly solving problems. And it's just how, I guess it's how we deal with it and how, how much we let ourselves let it control us, do you know what I mean? Rather than mm. just let, you know, I let things, like, I used to get really fucking, I'd stew on stuff and, like, get, like, really, like, angry about things and just constantly think about it, you know, so if someone mugged me off or, or said something that they shouldn't or, you know, and, it, but like I said, it's just, a, it's just, it just feels like a total waste of energy now. I just let myself feel that yeah. and then, and then just move it on. And, like, genuinely, the second I started thinking, thinking like that and, and, and not actually worrying about what the future but just worrying about what's right in front of me, like things started happening for me. And that's like, yeah. you know, it's not a coincidence. It's just like a, it's a, it's a, 
headspace thing. I just think your brain's only got so much juice, and if you're giving a little bit of juice to that thing, and you're giving a little bit of juice to that thing, you can't give enough juice to the thing that's actually going to take you out of those, you know, the stuff that makes you yeah, worry about that. Right. I've been running gigs since I left school. I love comedy, as you know, and my dad was running gigs in, in mm, the other. Yeah. So I got bought up and run it. I only ever wanted to be a comedian. And I set up my first gig when I was 14, 15. I've been running gigs ever since. But I was running gigs because I wanted to do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And now I still run gigs. I love the gigs that I run. But, like, I'm getting busier with the comedy. I want to grow as a comedian. I want to, like, I don't want to be a club comic all my life. I want to, like, you know, try and level up and, and, and write shows and do Edinburgh and all this this business. But, like, I, I was sitting at my laptop getting the ump because I, I took on a load of gigs at the beginning of last year, like new gigs, like venues and stuff. Great. And then, you know, inevitably, you book in a year with them, you've got contracts and stuff signed, and then they just start pulling gigs on the uh, a night's notice. Yeah. I've then got to ring people like you and say, well, I'm really sorry, mate, but that yeah. 200 quid you're expecting on Friday isn't going to be fucking happening now because this venue's, you know... And then I've spent yeah. weeks trying to chase them for the money and, and all that stuff and I'm sitting there getting really pissed off about it and Holly's like what's the matter and I like, told her and she, she was like well why are you doing it and I honestly mate it was like someone just switched <laughs> the light on it was like I was like why am I doing it you know I don't actually yeah. have to do this and honestly mate the next day I sat down open up the laptop I never open up and just write I've, I've got like, I have mm. things that come out in conversation and then I try and work that into stuff I opened the laptop and I had one sentence and I, I started writing it and that routine is like four minutes, you know, the Centre Parks bit that I do is like five yeah. minutes. Those two bits just came. and I, It might be coincidence, but it just feels like to me I just freed up a bit of space in my brain. Once I just allowed myself to like think, actually, let's work out a way so that you can do less of that. Yeah. You know, my brain then it, it opened me up to like doing, you know, stuff that will actually benefit my career yeah. more so. You said to me years ago, and I remember it really stuck with me. We were on the way back. You was like, "How many? How many top comedians do you know that uh, that run their own gigs?" You know, and the answer is none, really. So it's yeah. like, uh, eventually, you've got to pick a lane. Yeah. And you know, but I think there's a lot to be said for that. Not necessarily just in comedy, but if you, you've only got a certain amount of energy up here or a certain amount of brain space, and you need to like. You just need to be really careful and thoughtful about what you give it to because it's fucking yeah, it's, it's true. So, so valuable. It's true. It's like with so someone close to me is had a bit of a falling out with a mate and and she's right. She's right that what she's she's sticking up for herself because her mate's been taking a piss for a long mm. time and um and and she but at the same time she's upset because um her mate's upset with her now and she's like she goes I'm just standing my ground I'm like I know and you're doing the right thing it, this is what happens when you call people on their bullshit you'll end up being the bad guy and it's horrible mm. and then but what happens is and I've had this as well when you you know someone's been shit to you and you you want them to turn around and say sorry and I just and I when I was talking to her and I was and it made me realise I'm like oh yeah I'm never going to get that apology no, so yeah. you're not going to get that apology. I'm not going to get that apology. So we need to just let it go. And that's what it is. You've got to go, yeah. they're never going to give me that closure. And the more I think about it, the more happy they're going to be that I'm still stewing about it. Well, yeah, exactly. And like you said, we get so caught up with like how like that person's wronged you or whatever and how, you know, you, I'm never going to forgive them. I'm not going to forgive them until they apologise or whatever else. But it's like, you know, you're not forgiving these people for their benefit you know what I mean mm. it's for you you're spending that yeah. person lives rent free up here every fucking day <laughs> taking away your energy you know just winding you up like you know when you're just making an omelette and it's like oh you fucking you should have said that and it's like you know actually if you just go do you know what fuck you I, I'm a, another philosophy I live a life by is like you hurt these people with your success mate the worst thing you can do it's to true. people that don't like you is to just be fucking brilliant and good and successful that's the worst thing let them see that happen that would be the worst thing rather than you just getting the ump and firing back and the amount of messages yeah. I've typed out to certain people like oh yeah to like you know I've heard someone said this about me behind my back or someone said that and I'm like typing out this like, and, and you know back in the day I would have 100% sent it I wouldn't have even read it back mate I would have just been like bang 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 have that and then like an hour later I'd be going oh fuck I shouldn't have said oh, no. you know and yeah you read it back six months later and you're like oh my god you sound like such a cunt what have you done you know <laughs> it's like, and they've probably shown that to five people and what have you gained from it <laughs> what have you Nothing. gained 
Yeah, exactly. Nothing. You've gained nothing. You've just made things worse. So as hard as it is, you have got to just try and let it go. You have yeah. to just go, right, that's never going to work out. I can't, I can't, I've got to stop spending that much energy on that waste of time thing yeah. and try and put it in a box and just put it away. Just get rid of it. Yeah, exactly, And then yeah. you'll be surprised how, yeah, how freeing that is. Suddenly you go, oh, yeah, actually. It really is, yeah. Once you realise yeah. that, you, you know, you don't, you know, obviously you can't help your emotions, but, like, you choose how long you fucking wallow in it for, you know. Yeah. It's like, and we all, everyone needs to wallow and needs to feel their emotions, especially blokes, generally speaking. You know, yeah, like, we're, you, we're, we're so conditioned to just shovel these, any kind of feelings down. You know, but we all know that's just no good. It's just going to explode yeah. eventually, and it's not going to come out in a positive way. But you know, there's, but yeah, like I said, like you said, there's there's feeling these things, but also recognizing like it's time to actually like let go of that now because, you know, how long are you going to allow that person or that situation? How long are you going to allow it to ruin your life for? Because that's what you're doing. You're spending yeah. every day thinking about it. I used to be like it with money and debt. And, you know, I moved out at 18, like I said, and I weren't ready to move out. I didn't have enough money to move out. I fucked all my credit rating up. I ended up getting loads of debt. And um, for years, like, for years, I'm still paying the residuals off of it now, mm. you know, but for years, I'd, like, be scared if there was a knock at the door and I used to hate looking at the letters and all stuff like that. And it was, it consumed my whole life. I'd, the last thing I thought about when I went to bed, first thing yeah. I thought about in the morning. Yeah. And it was just so exhausting. And after a while, I was just like, I can't remember who it was that said it to me now, but they were like, they can't have what you haven't got. And I was like, yeah, like, what are they going to do? They're not going to kill yeah. me. They're not going to put me in prison. No. They're not going to, like, fucking take my house off me. They're like, you know, this is just numbers on a screen. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. and as soon as I let that that go, obviously I'm not saying I weren't stressed about it at all when I was just walking back, going, oh, fine, I owe all these people money. But, like, I didn't let, I just, I just chose not to let that, dictate my fucking day to day I'll think about it when I need to think about it if they knock on the door then I'll think about it you yeah. know but at the end of the day you know same with this energy crisis and the heat I'm, you know mother off rightly so was like we're worried about it it's like how are we going to be able to afford an extra hundred pound a month how are we going to you know we'll have to keep the heating off and do this and it's like no we're going to fucking heat my family my family is going to yeah. be warm when it needs to be warm right and they will get what they fucking get and that's the end of it <laughs> and i truly mean that like I, yeah, you know yeah, they're not yeah. they're not just going to switch me off and it's like you know as it, as it happens we've been okay so far but like i'm not going to i'm not going to not put, sit there with a fucking blanket and a jumper on when i'm paying over a thousand pound just to rent the place yeah like it's bollocks mate at the very minimum we deserve here is room temperature do you know what i mean anything below that yeah. the thermostat stays on 20 degrees yeah. and when it drops below <laughs> the fucking heating comes on <laughs> <laughs> i've turned the smart meter off i don't even want to look at it it doesn't make any odds to me it's like you what know, makes what makes me laugh is that you've got to plug the smart meter in so what, <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. uh, what electricity is that taking up <laughs> Should be called a divvy meter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that! We, we ele it's just electricity bill's gone up since yeah. I put the smart meter in. <laughs> I find all of that that we should be able to like. The, this is the thing in it with with corporations and everything being privatised. Is that they make you feel guilty for things that you actually should have mm. heating, you know, exactly, food. Yeah. That the fact that someone said that the fact that it's cost of it's a cost of living crisis. So, what do you mean the cost of living? He, like Philip, oh, what's his name? Philip Kostelecki, whatever his name is, he said it. Yeah, I probably said his right. name wrong. Sorry, Phil. But he, he, was, he was going like, it's, what do you mean? It, it, I can't afford to live. Which yeah. is insane. That is insane. It's insane. Yeah. What, what do you mean you can't afford to live? Like, we, you're alive. So, yeah. that should, you shouldn't have to pay for that. It, it's, no. It's nuts. You know? But, yeah, you know, that is you know, the, the harsh end of capitalism, mate, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just like the rich will keep getting richer. You'll never stop the rich getting rich, <laughs> ever. You'll never, ever and this fucking stop it. Think about, like, the cost yeah. of living payments and all that stuff. Like, where's that money going if you're if you're poor, if you consider yourself poor, working class mm. or whatever? You know, that money, you, you get, like, your cost of living payment. That money isn't going into investments. It isn't going into a bank. It's not going to mature or grow. You're not going to make any money out of that. That money's going to go... 
maybe on a McDonald's, maybe down the pub, maybe, you know, a bit of retail therapy, yeah. which is not a pro- that Fucking do it, yeah. mate. Do you. Live your life and yeah. be happy. But, like, who... So that all that money is doing is going straight back into the fucking system and, the you know, everyone else is hemorrhaging money left, right and centre and, like, Amazon, they have gone up 30%, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, because all that fucking money the government have given us... People are just giving straight to Jeff Bezos, mate. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and he doesn't pay tax, so. and he doesn't pay tax. <laughs> and so, if you, this is the thing: if you just, if you sort, if everyone got paid properly, all that, like you've just said, that money goes back into the system anyway. Mm. Or yeah. supposedly goes back in. If the system wasn't so corrupt, then we'd be fine. But it's got a big old hole in the system where, and then they go, ah, yeah, it's because you bought, it's because you go down the pub. That's why the system's fucked. Nurses have been buying dinner instead of actually staying at work. They got (laughs) a phone contract though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) How dare they? It's, yeah. I mean, but mind you, this is another conversation that will go round and round and round and it ends up, (laughs) we sound like proper stoners. Stoners are just like my granddad and his mate. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they go, all right, boomer. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, this uh, has been great, Ross. Thanks for coming on, mate. Oh, mate, what a pleasure. Thank you so well much. Well done, mate. mate. Well done. Uh, where can we find you on the socials, Ross? Uh, I'm the Ross McGrain on Instagram, uh, Ross McGrain on Facebook, uh, TikTok as well. There's not much going on there, but there's bits. Um, uh, Radio Essex as well, which is on DAB and bits and pieces. Uh, I'm doing a show with John Oakes at the Thameside Theatre Greys, 25th of Feb. Uh, first full run of Edinburgh this year. Oh, mate, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Where I was just... You? I was feeling so stoic and, you know, just loving life. Yeah, I thought, yeah, you know, yeah. This would be a great Things balance are- and exercise. <laughs> Things are going too well. I've got all this <laughs> pile of money. What should I do? I'll go and throw it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I've got, I've got, uh, so, yeah, I've got a, a couple of little exciting bits happening and whatever else. But, yeah, yeah, good. Thanks for having me, mate. I love this podcast. Mate. It's a real pleasure to oh, be on. We talked about having you on ages ago. Just uh, now it's finally happened and I'm oh, glad. I thought you must have been fucking scraping the barrel today. I was like, Jesus, he's gone through his... <laughs> It's got right at the A cast on it a couple of weeks ago. He's like, Christ, hold on a minute. Everyone's fucking busy today. Yeah. <laughs> we probably only put this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice one, Ross. Thanks, man. Cheers, Appreciate mate. it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.